Hola, hola. It's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start reclaiming your confidence. Start standing in your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. I am here to remind you I'm a confidence coach and I'm a bold stand for confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello and welcome back to the motherfucking podcast. I am so deliciously excited and on fire because I have a special homegirl, soul sister, witch girl, friend in a house from North America. And I love my North American peeps because it makes me feel like I'm back home for a minute. I don't know if you know already, but if you do not know, you're about to get to know who the fuck Miss Sarah is a witch on purpose, doing the damn thing, changing the fucking world, changing paradigms, awakening women, awakening women into their bodies, which y'all know I'm obsessed about. And I haven't been able to talk about this much on the podcast. And it's perfect because she is going to break it down for you on what it means to be embodied, what it means to be a woman of the world in your fucking body and in your magic and in your power. And we've been chatting all things magic before we started recording. So without further ado, I'm going to let you meet Miss Sarah and we are going to talk to Miss Bloodbone and Honey. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, my goddess. Hello, everyone. I am so pleased to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so, literally, we could speak for 10,000 hours and we hadn't even started. It already started before it started. Um, but what I would love is for the people that are listening to get to know you, my amazing listeners, who you are, what you're about, what you do for women of the world. Let's start with that, what you do and who you are, and then we'll get into the story after. Lovely. So I'm Sarah. What's up, guys? <laughs> I run my little big, growing big vampire, yes. Blood, Bone, and Honey, organically right before my eyes. Um, and I am a coach and mentor, and I do embodiment doula work. I'm also a witch, lots of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. um, I am a photographer um, and artist, just formally. That's my background um, in school. You're going to hear Wiggins, my cat, meowing in the background. <laughs> he Love is it. A Special he guest. is a familiar, he's a special guest. He's part of the gang. Um, I work with women and femmes to support them in taking up radical space, yes. getting back in their bodies and stop apologizing for their existence. Mm. Um, it's, it's big shit. Yes, girl. I love it. I love it so damn much because we talk so much about how we're in our heads and we're in our mind and the mind and the head and the, you know, my podcast and my coaching work is all about like thoughts and like really unpacking your fucking mind and not listening mm -hmm. to that crazy motherfucker that's up there all the time. And we spend so much time as women up there. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear how Sarah, her Sarah's take on getting into your body and what it means. And we're going to break this shit down so that at the end of this podcast, you know what the fuck it means and you know what your next steps are and definitely can't recommend you enough going to her Instagram, following her journey, getting inspired and fucking watching what she's doing in the world. It's so powerful. And it's so, I was just saying to her before we started, it's so needed. Like we need you right now with what you're doing. We like all the women I work with we do a lot of mind shit, but we're not in our bodies. Right. So we're going to break down what that means and how we can start getting into our body. Um, but tell us, how did you become a witch? How did you become who you are right now? What's your, what's your story? Um, what have you lived through to get you here to being so inspired and, and on fire with this fucking purpose? Something massive must have happened to you or for you, as I say, for you to be doing this work right now? You know, it's a constant exploration of how the fuck did I get here? <laughs> you know, know. like, Where like <laughs> the story changes as I continue to unravel my trauma and peel yes. back layers and get to deeper um, intimacy with myself, quite frankly. Um, I used to tell this story a very different way. When I was on a podcast even a year ago, wow. when I was sharing my story, it was very based upon, okay, 
this traumatic event, this traumatic event, this man, this man, this abuse, this abuse. And it's still very much so a part of my story, but it's been interesting to see the way in which I've unraveled the trauma to a point where now I'm starting to remember other things that I love that that weren't available to me because I yes. didn't have the space, right? What a great one. Um, yes, 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 yes. Yes. So I'm like, okay, so today, the way that I'm showing up, what what is my story? And and today, what does it mean to be here and mm. to sort of share the place that I come from? And You know, I was just talking to my coach earlier this afternoon and we're cultivating this um, group program right now. And I was writing out, um, I was writing out altar building and how to build an altar. And I really, I just sat with myself and I was like, wait, how the fuck do I know how to build an altar? (laughs) And, and, And things like that just keep happening to me. And what I think it is, is I think it's a, it's a remembering. It's like a process of returning back to Mm. many lifetimes we've lived. Energy can't be created or destroyed. Right. So there's parts of you, there's parts of me that have lived and that's where we get into sort of a past life conversation. And so, but even, even more like grounded, even more like in this lifetime, it's a remembering of, being 10 years old and walking out into the forest and gathering the berries and coming home and putting them in a pot and just like putting some salt and pepper in just to make a soup and serving (laughs) it to my mom and painting, painting the bedroom door of my childhood bedroom because my mom was incredibly sick and I was incredibly sad and I needed an outlet for Mm. expression. And is that not sacred adornment? And is that not witchcraft? Right. And so it's that tapping in and that remembering of the inner child and sort of this primal undiluted essence. Um, and so that's, that's how I continue to discover who I am and what I'm doing. Um, and it's really an exploration, but in simpler terms, I've lived through a lot of fucking shit. I've yeah. lived through a lot of pain. I show up to the table um, with a lot of trauma, a lot of um, emotional abuse, a lot of sexual abuse. Um, straight up, I'm a survivor yeah. of rape. And through my exploration of all of this sexual abuse, all of this trauma, and my willingness to sit so intimately with these shadows and with this pain, because the only way out is through, um, I began to discover, okay, this is part of my destiny here on this Mm. planet, to investigate and sit with this pain that I've lived through and alchemize it into something so tangible and palpable and powerful. And I guess that's who I am. (laughs) I'm over here with the biggest fucking cat grin. What's the cat from Alice in Wonderland? Uh, Oh, the treasure cat. Yes. I'm like treasure cat (laughs) grin right now, just so y'all know. Um, Okay. I love you. I'm going to lick your face because everything you said is like (laughs) 10,000 episodes. Um, what I want to touch on that I love that you say that you are, you're an embodiment of, and I talk about this when I'm speaking or whatever, it's like show up as you are in the moment. And I think the advice of be yourself is the worst fucking advice we can give someone because who is yourself? Like Mm. who the fuck is yourself? Like myself, pre babies, myself, my 18 year old self, that shit ain't me anymore. Like that's not even the same body. Right. So the being yourself and really wanting to stick to that's who I am versus what you're doing, which is so powerful. Listeners, if you take nothing yet, listen to the fucking nugget. She just said, like, show up as you are in the moment. Like today, I feel like this. And right now I'm navigating this. And it's like, can you be in that now moment without being attached to who you should be, air quotes, who you used to be, who your mama thinks you are, who you got to be for this person. Like, I fucking love that. First off, that was like, that's sick that you're constantly like, how am I about my story today? Like, oh, love well, it's that. A daily reevaluation, right? It's yes. like a sitting, it's a, and I said this yesterday, talking to some clients, like it's a, it's a kneeling at the altar every fucking day, whether that's a physical altar or your altar is just you sitting at your vanity, putting on your eyelashes. Like, yep. I don't care. It's a daily, it's a daily reevaluation and a willingness to sit with yourself and to be like, who am I and what am I showing up to the table with and how do I want to express out into the world? Because when we get stuck to like 
this is my bio and this is my identity. Yep. There's not space for transformation and growth. Yes. Girl. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm like shook by myself on a daily basis. I'm shocked at the things that I discover every single fucking day because I'm willing to do that. Mm, that is the key word, ladies and gentlemen, or ladies and ladies, or some gentlemen that may be listening because you're like, <laughs> I need my wife to hear this podcast. <laughs> that is the word willing. Like, are you willing? Oh my God. Okay. So also, I heard you say some amazing shit. Shout out to my homegirl, Angel Phoenix, previously known as the Angela Gallo. If you have not listened to her podcast, please get your ass over there. So beautiful Sarah was on her podcast and they were talking about reclaiming the witch. And so we are going to break down into, into witchery and what that means. But I love what you said, my darling woman, because you said that uh, instead of living from, because I have this thing when I speak about same, you know, sexual abuse, trauma, all that shit that happened in my childhood, that I'm not like, look at my battle scars, everyone. And mm. I'm bleeding and I'm crying. Like, look at me, like poor me. Like, I'm like, fuck that. Who did you become from that story? And you're not your story. Like, you know, it's not about what happens to you. It's what you decide to do next. Okay, now what? Are you still breathing? You're fucking alive. What do you do now? You know, like, what can you do right. from that? And I love that you said, if you don't mind saying it again, you talked about like the wound and the scar. And I just fucking love that. It was like poetic as oh, fuck. The community, you know, yeah. That came from a conversation um, with one of my favorite clients ever, Emily. Oh, shout um, out, Emily. <laughs> shout out, Emily. I'm going to send this to her so she listens. And we were in a conversation about this. And it's, it's the idea that at some point, we begin operating from our scar versus this like bleeding infected wound. Yes. Mm. And, and it's also being mindful of like where the pain is at, right? Like if you're looking at a wound, a doctor was literally or uh, herbalist a or, a, or, a <laughs> or a witchy woman out in the woods, let's just yeah. say that, or a, your fucking midwife or your doula. Yeah looking at this wound on your body and they would assess it, right? They would, they would say, at what state is this wound in? Do mm. we need to bring in the antibiotic? Oh God, can we put it. a little, can we put a little calendula on it? Does it just need a bandaid with some Manuka honey? Like where are we at? Yeah. And so it's so important to take stock of like, where the fuck am I at with my wounds and my trauma and my biggest pain points? Wiggins is stepping yes. on the computer. <laughs> Get off the computer. He's got something um, to say. The cat wants to talk right now. He's like, he's like, let me say something. Um, he, he always lick comes your in wounds. <laughs> He's like, oh, lick your wounds, mom. Yes. Um, so, so where is the wound at? Is it infected or is it a scar? And how can we begin to start healing these wounds to the point where they are a scar, right? Because a scar mm. is still visible. It's not like this never happened. It's like you see that scar and you're like, whoa, something happened there. And then how can we start to also like destigmatize scars, like mm. both physical on our body and these emotional scars. And then yeah. like you said, start to use them as a source point. And yeah. what does it look like to share our story from the scar version versus the bleeding infected wound? And oh, at one yes. point, I was sharing from the bleeding infected yes. wound. Yes. That's actually how I organically built my platform. I was mm. in grad school. I ended up making work about sexual trauma. Donald Trump was potentially going to be a nominee oh, for president. Vomit. Yeah. Vomit. A lot of stories started coming out. Um, this is like pre Me Too movement. Um, the story about Brock Turner, the Stanford swimmer, came out um, who had raped this girl in an alleyway. And I read a post that um, my mentor at the time, a mentor in photography, had made about Brock Turner, the Stanford swimmer. And he was like, oh, I teach my two boys to be better. We really need to like, you know, teach people about consent and rape is bad. And I'm voting for Hillary Clinton and all this stuff. And all of these women commented on my mentor, this man's status saying, um, oh, we need more men like you out in the world. Meanwhile, this motherfucker had been emotionally and physically abusing me for years, wow. using his power over me, telling me that if I got on Skype and masturbated for him, that he would give me a column in this photo magazine called PDN because he knew 
was working for it. And he was like, I want you to do a self-portrait project because you're so infectious. And if you do the self-portrait project, then you'll get a lot of clout and people will start Mm -hmm. following you. And from there, it's New York Times, baby, you know? And so he'd have me send these self-portraits to him. And he was like, the more open, the raw, the better. So this man was a piece of work, held me down by my neck in a hotel room, telling me that he wanted to open me up sexually and was posting on the fucking internet on Facebook back, back when Facebook was alive. Yeah. <laughs> all right. RIP Facebook. Um, yep. <laughs> posting on Facebook about how much of a feminist he was, right? And all these people wow. were cel- celebrating him. We need more men like you. So it's not always the fucker in the corner shouting that he loves Donald Trump. Sometimes it's the man saying he's a feminist and likes Hillary, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. We need to get honest about what abusers Shadow, look like. yes, girl. They don't look like anything. They can look like anything and everything. They can be your neighbor. They can be your uncle. They can be a stranger on the street. Mm-hmm. They don't They don't have an archetype. All they yes. have is a, a shit ton of trauma that they end up projecting onto people who cross their paths. So he posted this status and I was just like, yo, I can't be quiet about this anymore. So I called Max, um, my partner now, my fiance, who I'm getting married to next month. Oh my God. We're getting married next month. (laughs) And I I called him. We've been dating for probably about maybe three or four years at the time. And um, I was like, hey, I'm about to send you some shit. I'm sorry. I haven't ever told you this. This started happening about six months into us dating. Just like brace yourself, ask for his consent to send some shit his way. Consent is important in conversation. Yes. And um, I sent him about 50 screenshots of messages that this man, bless you. Thank you. (laughs) I sent him like 50 screenshots that this man had sent me over the last three years, telling me to delete messages again, asking me, to do certain things in exchange for promotion. Um, And I was fucking 20 to 23 years old while this was happening. What a douche. Wow. Traumatized, impressionable. Mm. You know, it's so easy to say, well, oh, you didn't know? You should have just said no. Like, fuck that. No, this is a No, you don't know. Who who my university brought in as a speaker. That's how I initially met him. My fucking school brought him in. And to critique our work. And that's how we initially got connected. And so, no, of course you're going to trust this person. He was talking me up to all my teachers. He put me on the map in my program. So it was complicated. And I sent sent Max um, all these screenshots. And I was like, here it is. And I was bracing myself. My system was bracing itself for the punch, for like the, Sarah, like you lied to your partner. You're such a stupid slut. That's what was running through my mind, right? Those Mm. were my narratives that were on repeat. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not whole enough. Also, by the way, you're a slut because you like sex. So that's what I was coming to the table with, thinking Max was going to come at me, even though he is not that person. Trauma doesn't care. Trauma Mm -hmm. does not care. And so I was just bracing myself for that punch in fight or flight already. And he responded to me saying, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. This is your story. Go out and tell it. And it was that fucking moment. (sighs) Good husband. Good husband's B, girl. Listen, and and when I say, like, Max, like, people are like, oh, Max, you know, your partner. I'm like, Max saved my life. He saved Mm. my life. I think I had destiny to do this work, but Mm. that that moment was, like, the switch. Yes. And steadfast ever since has been my number one champion in being like, tell your story, be loud, go out and do it. And I've called in a whole motherfucking coven. I am a girl. (laughs) That's that's behind me. That's behind me doing that. So that is where, where was I starting with that? Cause that was coming back to a point. Yes. Uh, So we were, we were talking about like the sexual abuse and the trauma and like how you showed up in the world and how did you heal that? And how did you, Cause there's lots of yeah. that, lots of sexual abuse. And it's like, okay, fuck, how do we move through that to then be here? Right. So at that point, when I started making that work in grad school at Duke university, didn't think I was smart enough to be there, even yeah. though I got a scholarship and I was, you know, had to yeah. really unravel that shit. I got my butt in some feminist theory classes. 
Um, I joined this yoga studio. I had done yoga. You know, I grew up as a dancer. It wasn't like this totally new thing to me, but I joined the studio where I had one of my first teachers, Nina, um, gift me um, a tarot deck. She gifted me the mother piece tarot deck. Wow. Shout out to Nina. (laughs) Shout out to Nina. And she gifted me this translator crystal. And um, I started pulling tarot just organically. No idea what I was doing. Um, Nobody was really talking about it on Instagram, like in the mainstream yet. It was still very, you know, in the shadows. This is kind of witchy and weird. Is this like devil work, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, girl, please. Yes. Listen, coming from my Christian as fuck growing up in the South, family from New York, very Catholic background, wore a purity mm-hmm. ring until I was 18. <laughs> um, you know, ex-boyfriend before Max, well, I had a few partners in between, but like yeah. most serious ex-boyfriend before Max, also incredibly traumatized inside of like Christian like world. Um, wouldn't have sex with me because he was taught that I was dirty because I wasn't a virgin because yes, I had been wow. raped. Meanwhile, would force me to suck his dick and that was fine, right? Oh my God, right? It's, oh my goodness. So, so coming to the table with all of that and he yeah. was traumatized in his own of right. Of course, you know? yeah. Like, like no shade on him. He fucking treated me like shit, but also he was treated like shit. Yeah, so yeah they don't know. That, so it's like, that's that, their, yeah. That's how it goes. Um, yeah. And so, so yeah, I had come into this. I started calling in these teachers. Um, and, and I called in the teachers not from, like, I'm so ready to heal. I called in the teachers from the place of, like, I'm so fucking angry. Mm. I want to purge this out. And so I did that. And that was making the work from the infected wound. And I started posting all over Facebook. And I started making um, self-portraits of myself. And I started just writing the words just pouring out of me. And so you're in the middle of this trauma. You haven't manifested your now-to-be-husband yet, Max. Not yet. Well, we were dating. Okay, so you manifested this amazing man that you started dating after all the other a-holes and shit that you were going through. And your go-to was like my ass is going to get on social media and talk about my story. Yeah. When you think about where that bravery and that woman that you were then, like, how did she, cause some people don't do that. Some people are like, hide away, hide away, hide away, or put on the fake face. And you were like, fuck that. I'm going to show up and start shit. Like, was it, do you reckon that it was Max saying, go tell the world or like, what was it that made you go? Fuck it. Like I'm going to document this. There was a stirring in my soul. Like I, I love that. Okay. It was like in the pit of my body. So just quick timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Max, and I, Max and I got together when I was 20. I graduated from undergrad when I was 22. And I yeah. started grad school when I was 22. So this is around like 23. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm fucking pissed. Max and I have been together for three years. We've worked through a lot of trauma together. He was definitely a big catalyzer in the fact that he was someone who started asking me really challenging questions. Awesome. I also had teachers in undergrad who started asking me really challenging questions. Wow. I was in yeah. photography in my undergrad. So I was exploring a lot of like narrative and like what is art and how do we communicate stories? And I got really hooked on this idea of storytelling as medicine. Yeah. So wow. I showed up to the table with that. Was also in that. And my grad program was um, I went to Duke University and I got a Master of Fine Arts in Experimental and Documentary Arts. So okay. we were, wow. we were yeah. talking a lot about storytelling. And my program was just. Um, incredibly open and supportive in the sense that they were like, make this work very encouraging. Um, very, just like you do you, um, art doesn't have to be anything like fuck art with a capital A. Yes. How how can we push boundaries? Um, I love, it's like you had environment, you had, you were up leveling in school and you had education environment, which is the people around you and people pushing you to stand in your truth, whatever that was. 
because for those of you listening out there, like, fuck, like dealing with like rape, dealing with sexual abuse, dealing with physical abuse from your mentors and, and elders. And like, I, I feel that because that's how my whole upbringing was. Like the people that love you are abusing you or that love you air quotes, or that are supposed to be looking after you. So for those of you out there that are like, fuck, how do you do this? Like want to be really clear that in, in her story and in her journey, the school system, the teachers, the people around her, the mentors, she up leveling herself in creative arts and like creativity in itself is like, fuck man, if that's not witchery, like creativity and you being within your body and being able to tell your story and share it. And then you got really resourceful and used the platforms that are available to all of us, by the way, in case you didn't know, and are fucking free and got out there to share your truth. And look what the fuck has been created by you being so brave. And I love that you said in the beginning, you shared from the wound that it was like pussing and bleeding. And you're like, oh, it's pussing and bleeding because you sometimes have to do that in order to get to the fucking scar. Like it's not all pretty. Like you come back when it's all put together. It's like sometimes you share in the heat of the hot mess of fucking life. And from that fuck up and hot mess and shit turns into the now. It's so big. And I, you're so, first of all, I just want to say you're very, very, very good at bringing it together and bringing in the audience. Like I can feel like the energy here of like how this is impactful because of the way in which like this conversation then becomes accessible. Right. And you're actually prompting me to say things that I have never said in response to some of these questions. Um, like I've never really talked about, I mean, I've talked about being in grad school, but I haven't talked about sort of the process of my program. And it's also reminding me that Mm -hmm. (laughs) I made something that I, I really want to share, but I'm not sure what the right platform um, for it is yet, but I'm in the process of exploring that. And it is a film that I've shared with a few of my clients and some people that I make art with called Adult in Training, which was also something that I was creating while I was in grad school, which was also something that really gave me the pussy power straight up to get on Facebook and share because I was sharing this film I was making privately with my grad program and my close friends. So then when I was going on the internet, it wasn't the first time I was sharing some of this. It was like, it wasn't the first draft. So although it was the bleeding, oozing wound, I was doing a lot of work in the back end, which I think really is something that needs to be demystified about a lot of this. Like I am working all of the time. I am constantly in creation. When I am sitting in my own rituals in the morning, I am taking note of what is shifting my system and what is impacting and what is not. I am in Mm. the thread. Mm. And I think that's the part of being an artist, right? And so I was making this film, Adult in Training, in the background where I was filming myself almost every single day in moments of transition, Wow. You know, whether, whether it was me paying my bills for the first time, or, um, it was me confronting this mentor I spoke about earlier, this abusive photo dude at a conference where we were both invited to this conference. And I filmed myself before getting out of the car, confronting what was coming up, just fucking shook that I was going to see him for the first time at the conference, literally breaking out in a rash on camera because I was so traumatized seeing him for the first time. Um, after getting honest with myself about the cycle of abuse that I was in. And so that was happening in the background. So then when I showed up on Facebook and was getting pissed about Donald Trump and was getting in social media arguments yeah, with yeah, like yeah. all to write <laughs> fucking white boys, you know, yeah. I, I was reading my feminist theory in the background. I was pulling my tarot cards. I was making art. So when I showed up publicly in the space, it was, it was thoughtful. It was intentional. It was on purpose. I love that you said on purpose yeah. earlier because that's really yeah. what it is. That's it. And it's like and where it's coming from is a place of you're in the heat of it, like yourself. So it's not like something you've prepared earlier or you've been able, like, I love the internet. I'm obsessed with, I'm obsessed with the internet right now. Me too. Because, right? Because like, I, and this is what I say to my women and my group. This is what I say to those of you out there that want to start a business or you have a mission or a message or a fucking YouTube channel or a makeup, whatever it is, like, it is an emergency that you get this shit out because we don't live 
for our poor me experience. Like the more that we can really move through what's going on with us and share it. Like I always believe every time something air quotes bad happens to me, our, our fucking miscarriage. If one of my kids passed away, if anything, like anytime I'm like, great, this is an opportunity for me to connect with a whole nother group of people in the planet. So miscarried women, so widowed women, so foster children, so raped victims, like anything that happens, it's like, how selfish of me to keep it to myself as if I'm the only human being that has felt like this and experienced this and how much more of a healing is it when we share with our fellow women and sisters and people and say, listen, this has happened to me as well. And here's how I moved through it. Like, fuck that's hope. That's, that's bringing humanity. That's community. That's connection. That's like old village tribal fucking days that we think we're alone doing this. And that's why I think I'm so excited for your group mentorship because I've just realized, and I spoke to Angel about this, that I don't want to do one-on-one. And it's not that I don't want to do one-on-one, but how crazy to sit with someone one-on-one as if that person's the only person feeling and experiencing as if like, almost like it's your right to only keep it to yourself. Like I know that people don't consciously, this is another level. So if you're missing this, it's all good. We got this, but come back and listen again. Almost as if no one understands you almost selfish, but not consciously selfish. Like imagine if you shared that in a circle of women, what that would do, your pain then gets to be transformed through all the other viewers and women. And we get to help everyone instead of the one person. And it's like, fuck the power in the ripple effect of that. So I love that you went there to share this hard fucking shit because you got to, I know, you know, you've helped a lot of people, but you've helped people that you don't even know you've helped. And they've been able to help people like already, like that's from you showing up. It's so magnetic. It's so contagious. And this is, this is what I say to my clients. I'm like, when you go out and you walk out into the world in your power and you walk into the fucking room and you're in your body and you're again on purpose and you're intentional and you're not apologizing for your existence, that is medicine. That is a medicine Mm. for everyone else in the room because they're like, whoa, I can do that too, Mm. right? And and sometimes it's also confronting, right? I've received many messages over the years of people saying like, you know, I saw your work initially and initially it triggered me because I was angry that you were so free and so happy and so in your body. And then I returned back because I realized like, what, why was I being triggered? I got hate mail. I got hate messages. I got men messaging me telling me they wanted to like kill me and rape me, which is like such a, it's such an interesting response to have. (laughs) I'm like, honestly, I'm very fun and I'm very sexual. If you're kind of cute about it, we could probably do a little sexual sexual healing together, you know? Um, You really missed the boat on that one, buddy. But um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's huge. It's huge. And, And as you said, the intelligence of coming together in community is so potent. And it's so big. And that's why I'm like, if you hate social media and you hate Instagram, Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, you're doing it wrong. There's Mm -hmm. not many things in the world that you can do right or wrong. I totally believe in sort of the organic expression of all things. But social media and Instagram is having a moment. I know, I'm feeling you on that. Mm -hmm. Listen, and if you are not milking that shit, if you're not, you don't have to be on there sharing something right now if that's not the state of your healing journey. But if you're not milking it in the sense of like following potent ass women and femmes and people who are doing yes. badass work. Yep. You got to go right now. This is like an actionable assignment from this yep. podcast. <laughs> go to your Instagram and decolonize and declutter yes, it and girl. take out your aunt Frida and your uncle Joe who are fucking racist and mm-hmm. take out all of your friends from high school who make you feel like shit. Unfollow, yep. unfollow, unfollow and follow literally anyone I'm following. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you right now they're high vibe as fuck. Follow yep. anyone. Follow. <laughs> anyone angels following you know like just get curious be in the driver's seat of your own life 100 percent. and i think it's so powerful because we talk a lot about like how it's bad for you and, and i hear all the the reports about how young kids now social media blah 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 and i believe that the biggest and for you mothers out there or parents out there listening it's not social media's fault you know it's not youtube for kids fault it's, we need to model. So we have an opportunity to model. My children will go on social media to feel inspired as I do. Like anything you bring your attention to, if you could choose, 
television and say, nope, I don't want to hear that ad. Nope, I don't want to do. The problem is you can't. So now we go Netflix. Now we go YouTube. Now we go, you know, social media. And you're able to have the power to choose what you want to give your energy and attention to because what are you giving your energy and attention to? And if you're giving it to bless the Kardashians, but if they don't make you feel good, don't make it about Kim Kardashian being naked all the time. That's not your, that's not her problem. That's your problem. You know what I'm Call saying? that like, out, yes. You know what I'm saying like all this shit yes. about the Kardashians, like that's like a whole nother podcast. But the fact that they are the those ladies get to have the finger pointed at them and blah blah blah, so that you could feel better about yourself judging people. Like just unfollow them. Like I've unfollowed people that they have nothing wrong with them. They just don't make me feel good, and I don't like who I become when I watch that. So I don't watch that. Like have that self awareness as opposed to saying. Instagram's bad or blah, 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 and, and checking in with your judgment. And so I want to um, move to the body because holy moly, when uh, I'm obsessed with drawing shit on whiteboards and I'm, I'm not great at art, but I love not being great at art with my little stick figures on my whiteboard because I'm visual, right? And so when I talk to my women, I'm like, we're so in our minds. And I think that in 2019, we must, must, must manage our motherfucking minds. We need to get in there and inquire every single thought that has been hanging out on your couch in there. We're going, who the fuck are you, motherfucker? Do you have any truth? Why are you haunting me? It's like bullshit that we are believing. So I'm, I'm like the mind woman. That's all my work is about that. I fucking love it so much. And then my husband, who is amazing, shout out Mr. Kramer, Mr. Manfulness, is the body person, you know, like he's the guy that's like, baby, you need to get into your body. You need to breathe. You need to meditate. And he does all that. And so we have been trying to collaborate, not on purpose, but it happened organically that I sit with a woman in my office right now where I am and we do the session and it's all mind and it's paper and writing and getting all the shit out. And then if they have an opportunity to have like a shamanic healing with Hamish, like I can tick them and go, girl, you are good. But most of them don't have that opportunity and they do a lot of mind shit and we're stuck in our mind and we are not in our bodies. So can you speak to that? Like, how do you know, first of all, you're not in your body? Because I love what you talk about in that space. And then second, how the fuck do we get the women of the world to get into their bodies? I think that when working in the mind and the way that the mind and the body inform each other, one of my big foundations and not to circle it back to Kardashians, but there's yeah. a there's a there's a nice little bridge here, is discernment surrounding where we're pointing our fingers. So it's very easy to say, oh, it's this acne on my face that's making me feel like shit about myself. Oh, it's the fact that my stomach looks like this. Um, that's why the reason I feel like shit about myself. Or mm. it's the Kardashians that are the problem with the culture versus yeah. I'm like into the zoom out. So Mm -hmm. that we can then zoom back in with more poignancy and my zoom out. And this is why I'm so passionate about the archetype of the witch and feminism. My zoom out is like, let's look overall at the violence of capitalistic patriarchy. Can you talk about that real quickly in case people are like, what does that mean? Is that man hate? What is that? Yeah. What I want to say is that we live in a culture, in a world where there is not equality between Mm -hmm. men and women. Simple as that. We live in a world where something like The Handmaid's Tale comes out. Oh my God, shut up. Yes. and, And many of us, including myself. I mean, I love it, but I have a hard time watching it because it feels so fucking real. My whole body is vibrating on a body level and and not that far away. Mm. We live in a world where women are shamed for having sexual desire and men are told that if they fuck someone, it makes them a man. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of like the most tangible, grabbable things. We live in a world where if you walk out on the street as a woman, because Mm. you're dressed a certain way, you're asking for it. You're asking to be abused. You're asking to be catcalled. You're asking for unwanted attention. Yeah. Does that happen to men? Yeah, yeah. We, we live in a world where it is unsafe to be a woman and white men at the table decide 
what the fuck you can and cannot do with your body. Yeah. And a woman has never been president of the United States of America. And mm-hmm. that is an epidemic of patriarchy and inequality. Yeah. And fucking pay gap is another motherfucker. Like, hello. So just so you guys yeah. know, like patriarchy in my head, when I first heard that word, I was like, I, I don't talk about the patriarchy. Like, I don't, like, I don't believe, like, I know it's a thing, but I don't focus on that in my work. And it's like, you have to focus on it and you have to understand. So if you're out there and you don't get what it is and you think it's man hate, let me just tell you it's not because I have a beautiful man. I love men. And I think men need our support and help. And we can't, we can't step into the feminine by fucking emasculating the men. Like we can't do it by going, men are shit. Fuck you, men. Let's women take over. We got to be yin yang and balance. Right. I learned so much from you, from Angela, from everyone Like that's talking about this on Instagram, by the way, follow the accounts and level your fucking shit up. And like learning that now women are even like, God, we're even wrapped into this. And it's like conditioning, which y'all know what that means. Cause I talk about that on the podcast. Like we are conditioned to believe X, Y, Z, and we are conditioned by media and images. We are conditioned to believe all this bullshit. And that is wrapped into what the patriarchal system has created for us. So thank you for explaining that. I know it's hard to explain it, but if you need more, please get to Googling, get to following Sarah, get to following Angel Phoenix, and you will find more people to follow in that rabbit hole because you need to level up that information. Yeah. And a beautiful book. Bell Hooks, Feminism is for Everybody. I love that. Thank you. Max taught me about feminism. I grew up thinking feminist was a dirty word. He was like, Sarah, you're a feminist and you don't even know it. And most of us are. But Mm. there's also something that happens, which is the commodification of feminism, right? Which is taking this idea and then selling it for profit Mm -hmm. that then takes this thing feminism, everybody should be a feminist and makes it so that people are like, oh, that means you hate men. And that's actually not correct. That's actually the opposite goal of feminism. Feminism is about equality. It's not about matriarchy. Also, it has conversation, the healthy expression of feminism, the feminism that's not this fucking whitewashed, white women, privileged ass version of feminism. The real deal, deep healing feminism talks about the fact that men come to the table also traumatized, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're told they can't cry. Yep. They're told that they can't like the color pink. They're told that they can't feel that fucking anything that moves makes them a man. And so they are traumatized and we can't weigh trauma on a scale, right? But the truth of the matter is that a man walking outside his door is safer than a woman walking outside Mm -hmm, her door. mm -hmm. And and in the same way that we can't get our panties in a bunch about privilege, right? Like I'm a white woman. I have privilege. I've lived through all this fucking trauma. I am privileged. I am not a woman of color. It is not an opinion. It is a fact. And it is not something that threatens the pain that I've lived through, it actually enhances it and helps me understand, wow, if I have lived through this as a white woman, can Mm -hmm. you imagine if I was a black or a brown woman, what the fuck I would have had to then survive and how actually I would be less safe sharing the thing that I'm sharing. And so for me, the conversation surrounding feminism and patriarchy, it's like, if you're having resistance to it, if you're feeling triggered, if you're like, this is not my cup of tea, explore that. Yeah, and maybe please. you're just attracting the wrong teacher and the wrong yes. book. Yes. Right? Like how can you find a space where these conversations are being happen are yeah. happening and radically? You can pretend to avoid it, but it is it is right. happening in your world. It's happening in the right. schools that your children are going to. You are buying into it when you buy your fucking Maybelline or whatever it is. You're, you're already in it, baby. So you might as well get used to or get comfortable or get familiar with what the fuck is going on. Basically, woke as fuck, woke women, hashtag, you know, like awareness and understand what that means for you. And so then you can have a choice in how you buy and what you do and what you relate with and how you show up. Like, please go do some homework on this. Thank you for that book. Cause I love giving books yes, and things. That's perfect. Too. Okay, cool. And also like my last note on this is like, let it be a process and like yeah. drop the whip. That's what my mentor is always saying. She's like, Sarah, drop the whip allow yourself to be in a process and don't hold the future expression of yourself that knows all this shit against 
the you now. Drop the yes. judgment and get curious about the process. I love that word. That is the best word ever. Curious, not judgmental. Um, also, like I think the the best thing is as well is like not understanding and not knowing means I'd rather not go there. And we don't even need to talk about birth and how people do that in birth. Like I'm just gonna rock up and see what happens. Oh my god! I know it's like ten more podcasts around that. So we'll be back. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's the thing is like you know don't like I, I would invite you to, if this is sparking something in you, even if it's sparking charge, you know, in a negative space for you that you do come back to this because it's not something you can just go, I don't have to worry about that. Like it is happening. So yeah. Thank you for yeah. that. That's um, it's happening, baby. It is happening yes, all the time, every day and everything that we do. Yes. And then this was, sorry, cause I stopped you about like how to get into your body. Um, oh yeah, no problem. Sorry. Cause I was like, Oh, patriarchy. We didn't know what that is. Cause we, we, we break this shit down. We, <laughs> we break it in. <laughs> so tell us like body, like how, how can yes. we get into our body? How can women start? How do they know they're in there or they're not in there? And how can we get in there? Wake up in the morning, put on your favorite fucking song. Put on your favorite dress, your favorite pair of pants, a robe, be naked, and start to move. Mm. Don't go to the yoga class or the boot camp class or the whatever fucking class that you're going to because patriarchy and the culture is telling you that you're not desirable or lovable or worthy if your body doesn't look a certain way. That's fucking bullshit. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Wake up. Adorn yourself in something that makes you feel fucking sexy. Mm. Put on a song and begin to move with intention. Mm. Breathe into your actual body. I know I'm out of my body if my head feels like it's going to spin off. Mm. And if I am in fear, then I am out of my body. If I am in love, then I am in my body. And there's really no other place you can be. You are in fear or you are in love. And y'all know, because we love that book, we talked about Mr. Dr. Jampolsky. If you haven't checked that book, it's in one of the episodes at the beginning. Love is letting go of fear. I love that so much. Fear not being in your body. Ah, yeah, yeah. And the only way out is through, right? So if you get up and you put on some music and you're like, but I don't dance and I'm not a good dancer and I hate myself. Well, the only way out is through. Just move your fingers one day. Do it. Do it. Fucking spirit fingers. Do a neck roll. Do a neck roll. And it's really like a sitting. And this is what I taught yesterday on this masterclass. I'm just going to drop this here. It's a wake up. It's a sitting in the body. It's doing an evaluation of your system. You can fucking do that. You can check in. Hey, self, what are you feeling today? What Mm. do you need? Like, Mm. what am I showing up in the world with today? Am I feeling sad? Am I feeling angry? Am I feeling grief? Am I feeling happy? And I'm just going to drop this. All my witchcraft is, the blood, bone, and honey witchcraft is based on intention. Mm. So when I wake up and I do a body scan and then I decide what to do that morning, whether it's, you know, pulling some tarot or I'm doing some dancing or I'm making a beautiful tea or I'm stewing some oatmeal, Mm. that is my ritual and that is my witchcraft because it Mm. is based on a very specific intention. Yes. I love that. And for those of you out there that are mamas, I just want to let you know that it doesn't have to look like, you know, you're not having, I call them little motherfuckers, AKA your children, my children, (laughs) (laughs) like the little mofos running around the house and get, I'm I'm thinking about the mothers going, Oh yeah, but I've got these kids and I have to get them to childcare. And And let me just tell you, I'm a bad bitch in the morning. I got my kids clothes ready the night before waiting on that fucking bed. My ass is up before them. And I got a little motherfucker that's breastfeeding and he's co-sleeping and all that. So I like literally pop my nipple out of his mouth, hope that he doesn't get up, take my ass out of the room, get myself into myself, get myself sorted, think about what I'm going to wear, how I'm going to do my hair, what earrings I'm going to put on. Because I want to look nice because I'm a mother right now and I'm with young children and it's hard. And when you look like shit and you don't think about what you're going to wear or think about how you're going to be, who you want to be that day. It does fuck with you even more because then you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, I'm a hot mess. And then you feel like a hot mess because you're tired, you got kids. It just perpetuates all that shit that we go through as mothers. So it could be you getting up and your kids are up and you burn some Palo Santo or you burn some sage or you light an incense or you play a song while your fucking kids are watching the Wiggles or whatever the fuck cartoons they're watching (laughs) and you're in the kitchen 
you know, and you're in the kitchen and you're like, I'm going to put some, maybe you're not in the kitchen putting oil on your body, but you're upstairs and you're putting oil and you're saying thank you to your kneecaps. You got some double use for that coconut oil. You are maybe, in the kitchen. Maybe you're in the kitchen and you're like, fuck it. I'm going to put it on my face. And I'm going to fry my eggs with it, whatever. Like, you know, like I want you to make sure that you're not out there going, oh, I can't do that. Here's the question. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. What can I do? What can I do? I love that you oh, said, yes. what do I need as well? Like I, I tell my ladies, ask yourself that. What do I need right now? I need some space. I need to pee. I need to eat. I need to take my kids and put them somewhere because I want to kill them. I need blah, blah, blah. Like really asking yourself what you need and being aware that you are a body and you have a body in the morning and that it's not just phone, kids, childcare, uh, the next thing, the next thing. I love mm. that so much. I love that. Yeah, and like keep Use it simple. Like yes. we are, we're in the age of the digital course that, yeah. you know, you can take a fucking digital course for anything. And I judged myself for a while that like, Oh, well I should just be teaching like this thing specifically. Like I'm Reiki certified. I'm like, yeah. I should just teach about this. I should just teach Reiki, right? I should just, just teach tarot. I should just teach art because that's what I went to school for. And I had, you know, I've had many moments, but my most recent moment was when I was in um, California. I was in Ojai in the desert. Max and I went out to these hot springs and we were the first ones there. You could get butt naked at these hot springs, like in the middle of a fucking canyon. And um, we just got naked and I was feeling some kind of way. I was feeling out of my body. The energy of that place is crazy, and I'm super sensitive, so I was feeling anxious. Um, I had just gotten bit up and down my arms by fire ants, and I'm so sensitive to shit like that. And so I was yes. feeling hot and kind of aggravated, but I'm in this beautiful place, and then I'm judging myself for not being grateful. I was in the spiral, and so mm -hmm. I was like, okay, body, we're in the middle of nowhere. You don't have your crystals, your sage, your pulse on, your you don't have shit. You've got your body. You've got your brain. You've got the elements. What do you want to do right now? It's that tapping into like the inner wild. It's yes. that unraveling that I've done to just like really like move past the shame into the pleasure point. And I was like, I'm going to dig some fucking dirt, some cold, wet dirt up from the center under this like deep rock in this like natural environment. And I'm going to smear it all over my body. I'm going to put it on my face. It was like 8 p.m. at night. So it was dark, wow. mind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just smeared this mud all over my body. And Max was like, oh, that looks good. My partner, Max, he was like, that looks good. And I'm going to do that too. And then he was like, okay, yeah. so we, we should let this dry. And then we were like in our kids stuff, right? We were like yeah, in our 10-year-old yeah. virtual. He was like, we should let this dry and then see what happens. Like it'll probably crack on our skin. And I was like, actually that's not what I want to do. Like you can do that. But what I want to do is go get back in this water and I want to let yes. it like soak into my pores. And I, I wow. feel like that's my medicine. And because I have an awareness of sort of like body types and doshic totally. energy, which is connected back to Ayurvedic medicine. I'm like, it makes sense because Max is very damp sort of in his constitution. And I have a lot of dryness. It makes yeah. sense. I'd want to sit and soak and he'd want to be out. But even if I didn't know that, like, yeah. I, 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 that's not why I made the choice to get into the water. I was like, oh, like intuitively this feels right. And then once I was sitting in there, I started making those connections. Right. Oh my but God. it was that intuitive bodily awareness that has been beaten out of us as children. Mm. Don't be different. Stay in line. Follow the rules. Oh, you have an ounce of creativity. You're mm. a hazard. It's a reinvestigation. And that's the work that I do with my clients. That's the embodiment work. How can we reinvestigate our systems? How can we re-meet ourselves? How can we hold ceremony surrounding that mm. and start to demystify and destigmatize what it means to rewild, to reconnect? And oh then that God. impacts everything. Yeah. And that's where, and, and we even even, oh my God, touch. So I want to quickly just touch on, tell me what it is when you define as a witch. Like, what does that mean to you? And how can people like that are listening be like, when they think of witch, we think of fucking Halloween with the black hat and shit, Elvira, mm -hmm. shout out to, you know, the Adams family. But how, what do you see when you think, or the craft, oh, best movie mm -hmm. ever. Oh, like, so good. I know. How can you explain to like the women of the world who are not in tune and they don't understand maybe what a witch is to you right now? Mm -hmm. So the witch is equally a symbol of female power and persecution, right? Mm. It's equally something that was pinned on to women and folks who challenge the status quo as like, you're 
not safe, and now and throughout history has been taken up by mm. women and femmes and people who identify with it. You don't have to be a woman to, woman to be a witch as a symbol of empowerment, as a symbol of liberation, as a symbol of I'm fucking up the status quo. So it's equally that, right? It has this weight of like, if you were a witch, you were burned, you were killed, you were unsafe. And also, Wiggins is like eating my computer. (laughs) Wiggins, stop. He's so excited about this conversation. Whenever I talk about witches, I swear to God, this cat is like an alien. Yep, I'm telling you. So equally the symbol of persecution and power, if you're a witch, you're unsafe, you're dangerous. Oh, that woman's a witch, right? Um, Also, if you're a witch, again, you're challenging the status quo. You're breaking out of the shell. You're challenging cultural norms. Mm -hmm. You're challenging society. Um, And so it's a very packed term. And Mm. there's there's a lot of um, resources I would shout out here, but I'm trying to like feel into like what's the vibe. What do you think? What do you think is what, uh, for, what, think? what I love right now of what witch is versus what I thought it was? Because when I first came to Australia, I was not a church girl. You know, growing up in foster care, I didn't have church or any of that. I actually, my husband who passed before he passed away, we were both like, <laughs> I've never shared this, which is hilarious. But we both <laughs> thought that a bunch of fat old white men sat around and wrote the Bible. Fuck it, let's give them this story because if we don't, they're gonna go crazy. And like, I kind of don't believe that. <laughs> you're kind of not wrong you know what I'm saying like and it was yeah. like me and Gio were like like we went really far off and we're like we don't believe in anything we weren't like we're atheists but we're like we don't believe any of that shit and there was no spiritual woo woo we grew up in the ghetto there was none of that right so then when I met my husband he introduced me to a life coach and in Australia I ended up going to Hillsong I don't know anyway that's a whole nother fucking podcast Whoa. but I ended up going to Hillsong like churchy churchy Christian church and I yeah. love cults because I love community and as right. a foster kid like I, I really realized that I've created my own cult like the sisterhood is a fucking cult but it's in the yeah. love empowering women space but it is it's community and so I got into this church and I met Hamish my husband and he was like the universe and I'm like what do you mean the universe and it was so funny because he knew I had a lot of pain and trauma and he didn't shove it down my face or try to push me, which is beautiful. But he introduced me to this clairvoyant life coach who ended up being like my first ever, like the reason why I started doing this work, she unraveled me. And I remember sitting in the session when I met Tanja, shout out to Tanja. She, she said to me, well, this is what I do, blah, blah, blah. And I swear to God, Sarah, I was in that session going, oh my God, dear Lord Jesus, who the fuck is this witch woman? Is she going to do witchcraft? Is she going to fucking like put a spell mm. on me? Oh my God. Cause I was a Jesus Christ girl for that only for that one year, but I was full on into like Bible study. I was like, well, if you know how to do magic, you're either of church Christ. Like you're either a Jesus person or you're a devil person because you don't just get those powers. I can't even believe that I'm saying that right now, thinking that that's how I was. And then I'm sitting there with Tanja and she literally set me free, but I was so fearful. So if you're out there and you're like witchcraft and witch, and you've got a Jesus Christ background or you've got any religious background, like, please understand that when we're talking about a witch, it's basically at a fucking intuitive woman. And if we go back to the village tribe days, like I'm very connected to Navajo Indians. That's why my son's name is Nava. Like the Indians came to me and gave me his name. And it's like, we would have sat as women in a circle and we would have shared shit and we would have been like, oh, you got a rash, put that mud on your face. And our grandma would have been like, suck, you know, here's some milk from my boob, put it in your eye for conjunctivitis. Like that's to me when I think about witch and what women are doing now, witchcraft is like, which is like, if you're a doTERRA oil person, you're a fucking witch. And your wand is doTERRA oils, motherfucker. I just drooled on that one. I straight up was like, drooled. <laughs> that was like, that was like too much. It was like full on drooled. It's so real. And it's also like, you know, the way that I identify as a witch isn't the way someone else does. You don't yes. have to do spell work to be a witch. You can yes. do spell work and not be a witch. Like yeah. this, here's the thing. There's no fucking rules. And yes, for girl. me, that was such a liberation from my Christian background. And like, let's be honest, the mm-hmm. evangelical Christian church as it stands, which is what I feel very comfortable speaking on, is incredibly, incredibly heteronormative. The yeah. man is the leader of the home and he protects this and this is what he does. And la, la, la. And like, yeah. that, 
that shit may feel safe, right? Because you're being fucking spoon fed shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there is so much more out there. And I, you know, I still take some stuff from my Christian background. You know, there's certain saints I work with. I definitely work with Mother Mary. Mary Magdalene is someone yep. like I'm always praying to and working with. Um, there's a book called The Sophia Code that um, talks a lot about Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary and like awesome. why the fuck are we just talking about Jesus, right? Yeah, and exactly. I believe this was a Reiki master, incredible healer. And I actually feel as if he would be disgraced in the way in which his teachings have been perpetuated as a symbolism of actual oppression and racism. Total fucking handmaiden's tale. Like poor Jesus. He just got handmaiden's tailed to the extreme. (laughs) Who else has gotten handmaiden's tail? You know what I mean? And so so like for me as a witch, there's no rules in spirituality. It's like ever unfolding. I study, I study all religions and you know, I, I still am unpacking a lot of anger that I have surrounding Christianity because in that space, I was told that I was dirty. I was told that it was my fault that I was raped, that I needed to like repent for my sins. And this is in like a, you know, 2012 in a very modern setting with very modern evangelical sort of non-denominational. It's the cool band and like Mm. whatever, but the fucking youth pastor is looking at, at me as if I am this like disease that's going to soil the youth group because I'm not a virgin. Mm. What what is that? And how have we taken ideas like that's where the sexuality comes in big time in my witchcraft in a yes. big big way because in what ways have I been stripped of my sexuality? Have so yeah. many of us been stripped? And how then does the witch and identifying as such and with witchcraft become a reclamation and become a safe space where I, because I identify as this, I then find myself in groups of powerful ass women, of covens mm-hmm. of powerful ass women and femmes and people who are challenging the status quo. Yes. Yeah. And it is, I love that you said it's something that you create as you do it, like as you want it to be. So, you know, if you're sitting in circle with women, if you're reading cards, if you're, you know, like whatever it is for you, however that exploration is, please find it, please dig into it, please look into it. I think the intention is huge. What you said, ritual is huge. Ceremony is huge. And these are the things that our great, 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 great motherfucking grandmothers did that we are now just starting. I feel like this generation, 2019 social media, we're starting to remember because remember social media, the internet is just giving us the ability to send educational information faster and finding things that were of history and past and her story. And oh my goodness, like what a fucking exciting time to be alive. I'm so, I just want to honor you and thank you for sharing so openly, first of all, because it so feels like it's not your story. It's like all of our stories to me. Like when I hear you speak, I'm like, thank you from all the women of the world. And thank you from all of the trauma things that have happened to all of the women for speaking so openly because you have set so many of us free. So thank you for doing the work that you're doing and for breaking it down with us um, so that we can really, those of us out there that don't understand can really be able to go deeper into this. And thank you for the books because I love that actionable shit. Like to be able to go into these and we're going to put them all in the show notes. How can these women find you work with you? I know some of you are out there drooling and salivating going, I want more. We could talk for 25 more hours, literally. We need to come back. I think we should come back and talk about the U.S. and the, and the vibe in the U.S. and like mm. politics in the U.S. and what's happening with Woo! women because I'm not there. And so many of my followers, that is like two-hour podcast, get ready, part one and two, because so many of my followers ask me, yeah, like I'm like, I'm not even there. And like, I think that we should come back for that. So just letting you know we're coming back for that. But tell us, how can we find you? How can we work with you? What is all of the things? I'm feeling so called to say one more thing about the witch. Yes. Oh my it? God, please. Okay. So, right. and, and you said politics in the U S and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to say this. So when yes, I walk oh, out yes. into the street, men who don't even know women also don't even know I'm a witch because of the way that I dress, because of the way that I present myself have literally called me a witch on the street because I'm uh, a threat to what they think is acceptable. And to me, uh, I fucking get off on that so hard. I'm like going Mm. home, having an orgasm about that because I'm like, if I am palatable to those people, then Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to be that. If the general mass 
that hates women thinks that I'm unpalatable, then I know I'm doing my job. And that's what it means. And then the last part on embodiment and magic, when you start feeling into some of the stuff and you're just in that willingness, right? That willingness to explore it and you watch what unfolds. That's how you stay in the thread with it because it really is magic. And you start Mm. to watch how portals and doors literally open up in your life. And then you become obsessed with it. You can't get enough of it. And Mm. so right now it may seem like, oh, I don't need this or that's not for me or whatever. I say, try anything once. If it doesn't suit you, fine. You got to try it. What if you never tried that curry because you thought it was too spicy? And then you're like, oh, your whole palate opens up, right? <laughs> so that's just my last yes. note on, on, on the embodiment you. work. Um, oh. Okay, so working with me, let's get it yeah. going. I just held this masterclass yesterday and I am going to be doing so much more of that. It was so yes. good. We had so many powerful women show up online. We were just in community and in Coventry and it showed me something that I've known for a long time, which is that I want to start like a monthly coven community meetup where we are in the thread together. We are doing ritual. We're sort of breaking it down and demystifying it and destigmatizing it and making ritual accessible. So that is something that I am going to be birthing out in 2020. So stay tuned. As of right now, I have a private mentorship. I have a five and a 10 week and I work with brave fucking women who are ready to get back in their bodies and take up space and feel well fucked in body, mind and soul (laughs) and really just go out into the world and do what the fuck they're in soul level agreement with the universe that they're here to do. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of artists, um, a lot of uh, light workers who don't even know that they're light workers yet. Mm -hmm. I work with people who are on all ends of the spectrum in their creativity and their enlightenment. Um, I work with people who have never even like identified as a witch or heard the word witch. And then I work with people who've been in their practice for 20 years. I work with women in their early 20s. I have clients in their 40s. Um, I have clients with kids. I have clients who never want to have kids and it's just a fucking badass space full of unconditional love so i have a five week and a 10 week mentorship um if people are interested in working with me there is a link in my bio and they can sign up for a free clarity call where they fill out a questionnaire they go through some questions we really identify what's coming up in the system so that i can give a recommendation as to what is the most supportive for them and lastly i also do one-on-one um embodiment session. So people who are like, I'm not quite ready for the threat of mentorship, but I'd love to do a one-off session. We do yeah. some Reiki. We do some tarot. We do some coaching. We get right through, cut through the bullshit, get to the yeah. core. Oh, and then I'm a photographer. If you want some badass photos, we are reclaiming the fuck out of boudoir. Um, I'm actually going to be it. on um, Angel's retreat as a teacher. Yes. In we get to so hang out. We get, Oh my God. Are you going to be there? Are you kidding me? I'm I think a girl. I, I think I think I'm, I knew that. I am just there. Oh my, I was literally about to ask you that. The world's going to explode. I don't know. I think like that might be the end or the beginning. Oh. Is it the beginning? Um, so I'm going to be there if you're like across the world and you're like, fuck, I want to photo shoot, but I can't. I'm going to yes. be offering that um, as something you can opt into if you want to. It feels good for you. Get your ass um, to that retreat, people. Get oh my your goodness. ass to that retreat. All of my work is on my Instagram. You can see all the photos. I take all of those of myself and of others. And if you're in New York or surrounding areas, come to me. I'm in New York. We'll make some photos. I'll cook you some dinner. We'll hang out. I love it. And what, tell us your Instagram. I am blood, bone, and honey. Bam shakalaka. How like sexy to the extreme is this bad bitch right here, y'all? Y'all. I know I got my y'all from living in Florida and I love the y'all. y'all because it's y'all. like, hey y'all, listen, I love you. I am so freaking happy that we got to chat. As y'all know, we could talk forever. She will be back. We'll be talking more things because oh, it's yes. so important. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. Bless and massive, massive congratulations on you standing and stepping into this and navigating this group and the master classes and just fucking showing up radically in your life. I honor you. Thank you. I love you so much. I can't wait to hug you in person. I think, I think 
the world is going to feel shook. There's going to be like an earthquake that like goes through the entire universe. (laughs) And uh, you're the best. You're the shit. I'm so grateful for the work you're doing on the planet. This was such an amazing experience. You're so good at harnessing and holding and making things accessible and your work mm-hmm. is so important. So I Thank just am sister. full of so much gratitude to be here. It's an honor. I love you. Thank love you. you. Thank you. Ah, Mwah. <laughs> Mwah. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your time, your ears, your support, your love, your questions. I love you. This podcast is for you. Go out there and be great, y'all.